Hello, and welcome to G-Talk and All That Jazz. This podcast is really the testimony of a friendship that spans over four decades. A friendship between two Black professionals that began in Harlem, New York in the late 1970s. As young men, both learning from each other on how to navigate the sometimes formidable and unapologetic streets of Harlem, New York, both here and now, still standing with a wealth of transferable knowledge. As you join G and Jazz on their journey of reflection, listen. Listen closely for the true messages about friendship, morality, and brotherly love, because their trials and tribulations come at a cost. G and Jazz will share their thoughts and opinions on a variety of topics, from love and relationships, to family and politics, and of course, friendship. Again, welcome to G Talk and All That Jazz. Enjoy the journey and buckle up. Jazzy, Jazzy Mac, Happy New Year, man. Happy New Year, my brother, 2022. We made it, man. Look, we made it. Look, I don't even know if you remember, man, when we both turned 25, we were in Harlem. And I can't remember the year, man, because I'm only 26 right now. But I remember when we turned 25, man, we celebrated that we made it to 25. I don't even know if you remember that. I remember that because I was so happy to get out of that demographic. Remember, they were killing Kids between 15 and 24, you want to get past that. And so, so, no, and so the demographic that was out there, it was that um, youth or the life expectancy in Bangladesh was greater than in Harlem. And then the key or the benchmark number at that point was 25. So, so young men in Harlem were dying younger than a third world nation. And so we, we, that was always on our minds. Yeah, and man, we, we celebrated 20, that. We celebrated that. Remember us celebrated. hugging each other that we both turned yeah. 25 and like, wow, isn't that yeah, insane? We, yeah, yeah. But it's the truth though. I remember that being, just getting out. I just wanted to get past it. And, it, and it's, it's, a, it's strange that you say it and remind mm-hmm. me now. I remember that I'm, I'm just I'm reflecting. I, t- mm-hmm. I remember, man, like just. God, let me get past 25. I'm 25. Streets of Harlem, New York. Although we went to college and we both had great jobs, you know, mm-hmm. phone company at the time. Mm-hmm. We was with child welfare, you know, mm-hmm. we doing, you know, we wasn't doing street type things. Mm-hmm. You know, we were still athletic, you know, just still doing what we do. But we wanted to get to age 25. We wanted to get to age 25. Isn't that sad? Isn't that tragic? <laughs> yeah. Isn't that tragic? You know, that, you know, we were in an environment that you know in the in the survival state in that our environment had conditioned us to to that point where that yeah. that that cloud loomed over us that number but you know god is good god is good god is good what's going all on time. my friend not much man so listen man here it is january 7th um, yesterday was one year since the insurrection, mm-hmm. you know, at the mm-hmm. state house, man. And I'm sure you being a, 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 a political science guy, you know, <laughs> being a political say, science yeah, guy. Uh, yeah. My mother, my How? mother will say, doctor, 
But you know, you got both of those. Your wet food stamp, your brick through a window. You know, you're not even a movie of the week, bro. I'm, I'm the I'm the I'm the Converse sneakers hanging up on the pole. Exactly on the on the on the on the on the, on the street, light, on the, street that's, pole. That's the, on the street pole. That's what you are, brother. You know, you ain't fooling nobody. I know. That's what you are, bro. I, I only have my wet food stamp. I, I only have my PhD from the Howard University. <laughs> in political science. It, it doesn't mean anything, though. I don't know anything about that. Absolutely not. You're not even <laughs> a real HU. You're not even a real HU, man. <laughs> what do well, you have to say about the man? Come on, man. You well, know, let's talk about the insurrection, bro. Well, you know, it's really, um, it really reflects, it really reflects, um, it, 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 it's similar to me, it's similar to COVID, right? COVID has, really revealed a lot the the fragility of what's happening in our society especially to those uh, minorities and those who have been marginalized people of people of color people of color and we see that this covid demonstrates that minorities um, are impacted disproportionately, and we can see the disparities in health. It, it, now it made it, it brought it to the forefront. Now those in medicine and those in public health has, has always known that those, those um, variables existed. So the, the insurrection was a reflection of how this country is so deep rooted in white supremacy and that we live in what, uh, the Dr. Sharice Nelson called this dual sovereignty in this nation. We live in actually two nations: those who who are who are Americans, and those who um, consider themselves Americans. Mm. Those right. So we we live in we live in this this parallel world where um, we live in two Americas, and so we're going to call one America. We're gonna call the other America, right? So we live in these two places. So I live in America and I want all the sovereignty and all the rights and privileges, and I want fair treatment, I want equity, I I I, I want liberty, I want opportunity, I want all those things. You want justice? I want justice. But those who live in America, they believe that um it's theirs. And it only belongs to them. Mm. And that anyone who tries to take away America from me, um, they're going against my liberty. They're going against my right. So give me liberty or give me death. Don't yeah. tread on me. So this insurrection reflected some very, very deep-rooted um, issues in this experiment, this American experiment that we are in, based on those who are Americans and based on those who are, are Americans. Let me ask you a question, bro. Let me ask you, you know, as you notice, majority, 95% of the, the folks that charged the building during the insurrection were of Caucasian persuasion. Did you think- I was a greater number was, than that, but- Yeah, but I'm just, you know- Let's just say that. Say, let's just say mm -hmm. 95%. Mm -hmm. if, it, if it was 95%, people of color, what mm -hmm. do you think would have happened? 
Well, we know from the demonstration that took place prior to that, when the, the, the protesters were outside the White House and how Trump sent the troops in and battered them and tear gassed them and hit them with all types of um, non-lethal weapons just to go take a picture across the street the, across the street holding the Bible upside down. Those were people who were fighting for justice. They were fighting for justice and equality for all people, especially for African-Americans. So you saw how they responded. You saw how they, he sicked those troops on, on those protesters who were peacefully protesting. And here you have insurrectionists who are violently storming our capital to stop an election, the certification of an election. They're trying to stop our democracy. And then with precision, with surgical precision, now they're doing it legally, through legal means from a state level. So this democracy is, is in trouble. This experiment, this American experiment is in trouble. The, I, the ideal of what America is, is in trouble. And the difference I think between, it's, it's so much division. I think the difference between maybe say 20, 30 years ago and, and, and now is that if you are a liberal or Democrat or conservative and you're a Republican, there was still the opportunity for dialogue. There was still opportunity to listen to each other right, and compromise. But now we are, all we are doing is screaming at each other and we can hear what the other person is saying, but we're just not listening. We're just not listening. And so this democracy, this democracy is, is really, you know, we're, we're at a point where this experiment, you know, we don't know if, 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 if this is going to look like America anymore. It may begin to look like America. <laughs> but one last comment before we move on to the topic of our show today mm -hmm. is that um, when you hear people say Black Lives Matter and you hear other people shout back, all lives matter. Mm -hmm. What does that mean to you? You know, um, How do you feel about that? We have to understand that there are some systemic um, 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 problems that impact Black people negatively, comparative to any other group. <clears throat> we have to recognize that, that we have to bring to light that our policing, our healthcare, our housing are all having a negative impact on African-Americans in particular. So we have to scream at the top of the roof and, and with all of our might to make people see us. You have to see us. And so when I hear Black Lives Matter, and to be honest, I don't know all the principles of Black Lives Matter, but I do know, I do know that it makes us seen. You have to see us. We are human. We have humanity. And this, this society that we live in, in, in America, does not see us. We are invisible. 
we are invisible. So when I hear Black Lives Matter, it's saying to it's saying what I get from it is is us telling the world, see me. We are we're here. We're here. We're, here. we're human. It gives us humanity. When I hear all lives matter, we already know that all lives matter. And that's the problem is that we're not included in the all. There's no inclusion. We're not included mm. in the all. You say all lives matter, yeah, but but the numbers show that our lives don't matter. We die at a higher rate um, due to um, uh, the health disparities. We are we are proportionally incarcerated at a higher rate compared to the population in society. Housing, um, we, we, ability we, to we, buy houses and homes we, is different. We, mm -hmm. uh, in terms of getting loans with this mm -hmm. equal equal uh, credit compared to non-minority groups, the non-minority group or the dominant group. So I can go on and on and on about how we're not seen. So when I hear Black Lives Matter, it's like we're shouting. We're letting you know that we are here. We are human. We are human. We are here. It gives us, it gives humanity to us. That's how I see it. Thank you, good brother. So, um, so let's let's get into the topic of our show today. We got a good show today. We're going to talk about Couch Time. Oh, Couch Time. Um, no public service yeah, announcement? Right. No, no, yeah, listen, we have to do public service announcement. No <laughs> so we're going to turn back over to Jazz. Let's get the public service bung, announcement. Bung, 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 bung. This is a public service announcement. All of the stories you're about to hear are all true. True. Name, dates, and places will not be changed. Not changed. If we happen to drop your name in one of these stories, and in 2022, everybody is at risk. <laughs> Everybody's at risk. And you so happen to break up with your cougar, your Sugar daddy, your sugar mommy, your honey okay, bunny, okay, okay, your okay, partner, okay, your okay, domestic okay, spouse, okay, your side see, piece, your well, sneaky lady. Link. <laughs> I knew he's gonna cook <laughs> This guy does too much. We man. are very, very, very sorry, but we are Beyonce sorry. Sorry. Even in 2022, not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> Even in 2022. Well, listen, this is how we're going to start our show off in 2022. We're sorry, but we're not sorry. We're Beyonce sorry. We love it. So, so listen, man, you know, I've been getting a lot of calls um, here talking to a lot of people, man, mm -hmm. and we talk about um, couch time, meaning... Okay. Sometimes in relationships, man, you have to listen to your mate go through their problems, man. It's, when I say like you have to be like a, a psychotherapist and you sitting there listening to them talk about how the exes was this and their baby fathers ain't this and their baby moms ain't this and, you know, the job and he making not making enough money and this and the third. I mean, this is this, all the sad stories that we go through all the time. Mm -hmm. And as a, as a partner in a relationship, you know, you have to be that person to be able to go through couch time. Mm -hmm. So I know you, you're the researcher, man. So what, what, you know, um, <laughs> what do you say? What do you, what do you, what kind of research you came up with? You know, 
actual communication between relationships. Do you have anything anything for us, bro? Well, well, it says on average, couples wait at least six years before seeking counseling. Holy cow. Right? And that's a lot of time for damage to happen. Right? The more couples can be proactive, the more they can minimize unnecessary damage and protect and nurture their relationship to keep the romance, passion, and friendship alive, the probability of that relationship lasting longer increases. Mm. Well, I mean, I mean to say this to you, bro. You know, I always said in any good relationship, the number one priority is communication. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to communicate with your mate. Your mate has to be able to communicate with you. Your mate has to be able to come to you and talk to you about certain things. But how much can you take? I mean, you got your own stuff going on yourself, right? I have mm-hmm. my own stuff going on. And I know people out there, you know, you got your, you know, they got their mates. And and you, do you want to hear that every time you come home, man? Do you need to hear their problems every time you come home? What do you yeah, think? I, I think that, I think that a couple of things, G. A couple of things. Just in general, Especially, yeah. Mm-hmm. So... When we talk about couch time. So when I hear that, I think that couch time is in the happens a lot in um, new relationships and new relationships. And when you, you have these new relationships and um, you, you, it, the couch time happens, especially this is, I'm, I, I'm a heterosexual, so I gotta. <laughs> I only can talk. I only can talk from, from that perspective, right? Perspective. And I'm not okay. right. I'm not going against anyone's gender identity or nothing. I'm, I'm a heterosexual, so I think that as a as a heterosexual, when I enter when I've entered into new relationships, I do know that the person that I'm entering this relationship with is going to need some couch time in the beginning, more time in the beginning than as the relationship goes on, because the trust will begin to build. But the couch time for me is those very difficult talks and making that person feel secure. So you you have to um, take that time because women, more so than men, kiss a lot of frogs looking for that prince. Mm. So there's a lot of disappointment. There's a lot of hurt. There's a lot of pain that that when you go into this new relationship, this baggage, that if you if you want to forge this relationship, you have to shift through all of that baggage. You have to, to be able to uh, sit down and help them process that, you know, you are in a safe space. This is going to be a safe relationship. It's going to be a nurturing relationship. So in, in the beginning, I believe that that couch time is about that. And as time goes, on and you know months go by and years go by the trust is built it's less and less couch time it's less and less processing so that's that's my when i hear the the, the expression couch time that's how i i see that women come on also, man come on man we know what couch time is we know what couch time is couch time is before you get that before you get that nucky man we all do it man see you want see you know, Jazz want to say it to a point where, you know, it's all respectable and, and nice. But let's be real with it. 
You know what college time is really? What's college time, my friend? College time is just before you get that, get hit. You want to get up in that, man. And before you hit it, you gotta, you gotta sit there. You gotta listen to all that BS. You gotta look about all their problems and their ex-husband and their baby dad. You gotta listen to all that stuff before you get it. That's why we do it. That's why you men do it. You know, and women, y'all listening for is this dude the crazy guy? You know, I like him. I'm attracted to him. He's funny and what have you. You want to see if he's going to say something stupid out of his mouth so to, to he, he don't get the opportunity to get that stuff. And that's what you're waiting on. Because think about it, right? Just before you get into that sexual relationship, there's the couch time period. You're talking back and forth. How you doing? How was your day? And then that opens up the line of communication. How was your day? Oh, man, this chick on my job. I can't stand that. B.I. She always looking at me funny. She hating on me. You know, she always talking about looking at how I dress. And you got to sit there. And you honestly, do you really care? You don't care about that. You don't care about none of that, man, about what the next X-Man did and, and what the girl on the job said and, you know, how they not paying. You don't care about that, but you will listen to it intensely because you think it's going to get you into that bedroom. That's why you listen to that couch time jazz. That's why you do it. You won't do it for no other reason. Think about it. I mean, I'm talking about new relationships. I mean, old relationships is different. Old relationships turn into pillow talk. New relationship is couch time. Pillow talk is when you're in a relationship, long time, you know, you've been there for a few years and whatever, now you're in a bed, now you're pillow talking. But couch time is when you got to listen to all their problems, all their concerns, all the issues on their job, why their shoes don't fit right in. And, you know, why they ran out of this in the supermarket. And why my boss ain't paying me enough money. And they giving this one more opportunity than me. And all oh, my baby father say he gonna come get the baby this weekend, but he ain't come get it. He ain't shit. <laughs> no profanity, my friend. No profanity. <laughs> I'm just keeping it real, baby. Just keeping it, it real. So I do, I do, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying, but it, it is, it, I, I think I disagree with you to, to a to an extent, right? And I'm 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 gonna put it like this, right? Um, I think that, and I have to be very careful because I just have to be very careful. <laughs> I think that every man initially, when they saw that particular woman, that that was all they wanted, right? That's all. That is what they they, they we wanted from the beginning. We wanted, we wanted to, you know, get some, for lack of a better word. But then the couch time happens to me after you got, after you got that. It's not, you know, it's not the, all the romance, the romantic things you did, the flowers, the dinner, those things you did to try to get some. I think the couch time happens after that. And now you are sitting down and you're getting to know the person. And you're really talking to them. It's not showtime anymore. Now you've been around them when they had, they were on their period. And, and then you've seen them with no makeup on. It's no more showtime. So now you're dealing with the real person. You're starting, the representative was out there really good in the beginning. And it was all showtime. It was all glitz and glamour when I saw you. But now I'm, we're, we're forging the relationship. So now it's the couch time piece. And now I'm starting to, to, to figure out, hey, you have a lot of hurt and pain and baggage, a lot of disappointments, a lot of shame. 
that, that has happened. And so now I have to process that to make you feel safe. So that's where I think our definitions of what couch time is differ. I think that we already got it already. We did all those, those right things to get it. And now we got it and we want it and we want to keep it. So now we got to process the, all that stuff. My friend, I think, that, I think you, got, <laughs> you got a little confused. Listen, in the beginning of a relationship, when you need somebody, it's couch time. When you're in a relationship, it's communication time. When you deep into a relationship, it's pillow talk time. The, you know, so the communication piece is when you, there's no makeup, they're wearing their bonnets to bed, you know, they got any noxema on their face, you know, I'm speaking from a male's perspective because again, I am a heterosexual as well, you know, but the- That's not what I heard, but about, go ahead. Yeah, but the couch time, <laughs> but the couch time is when you are just meeting somebody and that's when you hear all their problems. That's where you hear all the issues and this kind of, this can determine your relationship going into the communication phase, which is the, the, second, the second phase of, of a relationship. So you have your couch time, you hear all the issues and problems and whatever. And it's not to say in the communication time when you get in a relationship with a person that you still don't have the couch time, but it's, it's, it's a little less because you already know that what the issues are. And then the third part is the pillow talk. Now, me and you are talking, me and my me and lady are talking, but we're talking about everybody else. Okay. So couch time, period. What are you looking for? You said you're looking for some things. What will be the absolute red building, red flag that will cause you to say, come to a moment of pause and like, maybe I, this relationship should not move on or I should not pursue this. So we're in couch time now. We're in couch time, yeah. couch time, you're trying to get it, right? Yeah, absolutely. What's the, what is the absolute red flag when for you? When everything is negative. When everything we talk about, every time we talk and we have a couch time, everything is negative. The sky is falling. The sun is not coming up tomorrow. You don't see no 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 flowers at the end of the railroad. There's no light at the end of the tunnel. When everything is negative to me, it's that's a red flag for me. Mm-hmm. There's an absolute red flag. I want to hear issue. I want to hear problem. I also want to hear you communicate how you're going to resolve that problem. How you're going to step up to the challenge. How you're going to meet that challenge. How you're going to make sure that that doesn't happen to you again. You know, I'm looking for that kind of feedback. I'm also, you know, listen, I'm also looking for, you know, hey, do you have any suggestions on how I can better this? You know, how I can work through this. That's what I'm looking for. If they're not, if they, everything is always negative, always talking about the sky is falling, there's no light at the end of the tunnel, there's no there's no gold at the end of the rainbow, they're not even asking for advice on how to get better, they're not trying to change their situation, that's a red flag to me, it's a walk away time. But if you see some type of light, if you see them saying, well, this is my problem, but this is how I'm going to handle that. You know, this is what's going on tomorrow, and this is what I plan. This is my success. I'm going to be successful in this moment. Then there's positivity for me to move on to the next phase, which is trying to possibly build a relationship. So so in the couch, in the couch moment, which what I'm hearing you saying is that a, 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 a woman can have some issues. Have some, have some, have some, some problems, and I expect it. But for you, you also have to hear solutions or a yes. plan or a yes. plan to address them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Okay. Even if they're saying, "Well, listen, I'm going to pray on it," you know, I'm going to ask God. I'm looking for, you know, I mean, you know, I'm going to pray on it. I'm, I'm going to get through this and whatever. And they are looking to get better. 
But if they're always talking about, oh my God, I can't do this. It's, I don't know how I'm going to get And everything is negative, 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 negative. That's the person that's not looking for a way to survive. And and, and, and I think all people, whether and don't get me wrong, and it goes for women too. And if you're talking to a guy and all he talks about is how broke he is and how the next man got the next job over him and, and he this and whatever, and never talking about how they're going to move to the next position to make themselves better or grow, then that's a red flag. You know, stop looking for the potential. It's got to be there or you got to, you know, you, you got to beat your feet and move on. I hear so many women talk about, oh, man, he was a nice guy. He made me laugh and whatever. Yeah, I know he didn't have a job. Oh, I know he's still living with his mother. I know he didn't have no car. I know he wasn't educated, whatever. But he made me laugh, so, you know, I gave him a shot. And then four, five, six years later, you got a child. He's still the same dude, you know. He don't told you. He don't told you his story. He don't told you that, you know, he, that the sky is falling. He don't told you that there's no light at the end of the tunnel. And he's not even trying to make those moves and make himself better. You want a dude that's looking for the positive in everything. You know, you're looking to, to find the light in everything. He's, you're looking for that guy that's always talking about the glass is halfway full. If he's not talking like that and whatever, how he's going to help build with you if he can't build for himself? Mm-hmm. So now we move from the couch to the pull it, pillow phase. Now we're in the pillow no, phase. It's, it, it's, no, pillow phase is into the relationship now. It, okay. It's, it's, it's couch talk. It's communication. Now y'all, you know, really getting to know each other now. Mm-hmm. You're exchanging ideas and exchanging thoughts. The pillow talk is when you're now in deep into a relationship. And not only are you talking about your own stuff, but you're talking about other people too. Okay, That's so tell me how powerful pillow talk is. How pillow powerful talk is-, is Oh, man. Pillow talk is so powerful, man, that you start looking at her girlfriends differently. She's going to tell you everything about her girlfriend. She's going to be like, oh, my God. Yo, let me tell you about Susie May. She with this dude, and he's a broke-ass nigga. He never do nothing for her. No profanity, my friend. Sorry, you're right. And he broke, and he ain't got no money. But all she talk about is how he eat the box. Yeah. And then you say, but he talk about eating the box. But she got a smell to her. So how that do eat it? And we all both cracking up, man. Y'all clowning other people, man. That pillow talk is powerful, man. It's fun. That's the fun stage of the relationship, the pillow talk. The pillow talk. Mm-hmm. The pillow talk. Okay, okay. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, man. It's, it's, it's 2022, man. I'm just glad to be back on, man. Um it's going to conclude our podcast uh, uh, for today. Um, I'm glad to be back. I'm glad to see, to see you, uh, Jazz. Uh, Definitely. Trip around the sun in 2022. Yeah, man. We're we we on, we on another another journey, another year around the sun, man. And I told you this the other day, and I, I'll tell it to the world. I told you this person the other day. Man, I am, I am absolutely the luckiest man on earth. Don't you want to ask me why? Of course. That was my next statement to you. Why? Why you feel that way, Josh? I have you as a friend, man. I have you as a friend, man. As a friend, man, going all the way back, man, to eight, nine years old, um, all of the challenges we have been through life, man, all of the, the obstacles we have overcome, man, 
and we still, man, we everything is still fresh to us, man. We still yeah. talk from a, a fresh perspective, man, from a from a point of wisdom. And I know so many people, man. I talk to all the time, and they don't have one friend. One friend, yeah. They don't have one friend. But here's the trick bag that I'm in. Here's the trick bag that I'm in. <laughs> this is not to to shun anyone else who I have a close relationship to, and but you're just my best friend, man. If you die, I'm gonna be so mad <laughs> because I'm gonna be so mad at you. I'm gonna kick your casket. <laughs> I'm gonna smack you. I mean, like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> you messed up everything, bro. You messed up everything, man. Yeah, so man. You got a plan, yeah, man. man. So I just want to tell you, man, publicly, man. Everyone who knows us and even yes. this, who enjoys this show, man, they know that that I 100 love you, man. And I, you know, and I'm looking forward to going doing the show this year. Looking forward to our continued friendship. Yes, sir. And, you know, and living our, our very best lives, the best way, how we define what the, our best lives are. Absolutely, man. I, I echo the same thing, man. I, I, yeah, I have so much fun. I talk about you all the time, bro. My, 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 my most funniest and my most, most enjoyable times in life are you are a major part of that. I can tell <laughs> so many stories of some times, man, where my ribs will be hurting because I've laughed so much off some stuff that we've done together, man, over the years. But we can't talk, God, we can't talk we can't about talk all about of it, my friend. We can't even, we can't even talk about it Because most people won't believe it. First don't of all, believe most it. people won't believe it. And, you know, and sometimes a lot of it is just funny to us. Right. <laughs> it's just, uh, no it's one else crazy. is like, oh, okay. They won't uh-huh. get it. Uh-huh. Like, uh-huh. They, won't, they won't get it. But also, man, before we close out, man, let's talk about... Um, I'll be talking all the jazz apparel. You know, okay, yes. So we we have partnered with Harris Apparel, and and now we have merchandise, and we we have apparel, we have cups, we have mugs, we have pens, we have hoodies, we have t shirts, mm-hmm. sweatshirts, um, um, anything else you can think of. Harris Apparel can offer it to you guys. If you go on um, our our friend, if you go to our Facebook friend group, you'll see uh, the link. That, that will take you to Harris Apollo directly to G talking all that jazz. So um, we, 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 we want to support um, and that what it does is that it, it offers an opportunity to continue to provide good content that, that speaks to um, our group, speak to our community. And so we, we thank you for your support for, uh, in advance and um, um, we will continue to try to provide the best content out there um, from our perspectives. Absolutely. And also too, if you do buy some apparel off of Harris Apparel, we would like you to take a picture, post it on Facebook, tag G talking all that jazz to it, you know, so that we can see uh, see how you look uh, with the apparel. You know, as Jazz said, we got the sweat hoodies, you know, the coffee mugs, pens and t-shirts and whatever. So we want you to take a picture in your apparel with your items and then tag us on Facebook, uh, Instagram, you know, let us, you know, see it. We also have a website uh, called G Talking All That Jazz, man. So um, we appreciate everyone. You know, we thank you for tuning in to us. You know, this is a bunch of fun for me and Jazz. We have a great time doing it, you know. And so I just want to tell everybody, I'm G. Yo, and I'm Jazz. 
And this is G Talk and all that jazz. And we're out. Peace. <laughs>